Shalom, Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, it's finally come down to form one new man. Getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news. We want everyone, everywhere, to be red hot for the Messiah. And now, I've never met my guest before, but I've had a chance to talk with her a little bit and digest her uh, her books and CDs. Her name is Dr. Cindy Trim, and uh, sometimes... I, I, I wish you could be a fly on the wall and the conversations I have with my guests before the interview starts. And I almost want to say to my guests, as I did with Cindy, uh, stop, you'll tell me this on the air, uh, because this is too good to just talk about. Uh, Cindy is a best-selling author. She's really uh, a tremendously motivational, high-impact teacher. Uh, she's a former senator from Bermuda. Uh, she, uh, her, her messages have a prophetic vent. And I'm always interested in prophecy. Uh, uh, Cindy, were you uh, born in uh, England? I was born in Bermuda, uh-huh. a British colony. Okay. And um, just briefly, as because for those that aren't familiar with you, uh, you were raised in a tough, tough situation uh, in a home that was in uh, in poverty, and uh, your father abandoned your mother uh, when you were two, and your mom had seven children. Uh, it was a pretty tough uh, upbringing. But the thing that encourages me is you had a mother that really loved God and really believed in God. Uh, did this make a big difference in your life? It, it made all the difference. I, I believe that it affected how she parented us. And to tell you the truth, I didn't know I was poor until I grew up because she was not a negative person. And I, I think even before I was um, a believer, um, I, I was trained in faith. And I, I thank my mother for that. She's the first person that demonstrated uh, faith. And, and I find it also interesting that before you were uh, even born again, you had a reoccurring dream about what you'd be doing in the future. What was that dream? Um, the dream uh, was me being in a bus, and I would be in the back of the bus. I was young, back of the bus, driving, uh, being driven. And the uh, bus driver would uh, die at the wheel, and no one knew how to drive this bus. I was young, and I ran all the way from the back of the bus. And just before the bus, along with all of the passengers, would go over a, uh, a, a ravine, um, I would take the, the wheel and drive people to safety before we crashed. And this I dreamt this dream over and over and over until the day I, I, I gave my heart to the Lord. And the second dream had to do with me being uh, going home, and it was this dark passageway, and it was always this huge foot that would try to crush me. And inevitably, I would run under a rock, and the, the, the person or this foot 
could not find me because I was protected. And then the light would shine, and and this this creature or or being would disappear. And I believe the two dreams, the the first one with the bus, was my deliverance ministry, and the second one had to do with the supernatural, the rock being Christ Jesus that would hide me, and then the light that would shine and and bring deliverance um, and protection from uh, these powers of darkness. Tell me about the time you were 17 years of age uh, and you were in the kitchen uh, of the church and you got born from above. Yes, I got filled with the Spirit. There was nobody around and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I just heard the Lord say, lift your hands. And as I lift my hands, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And there, again, there was nobody around. And I had an experience with the Lord right there in the kitchen. Um, was there more to it than that when that Holy Spirit came on you? I'm, I'm curious. When the Holy Spirit came on me, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, I grew, I, my mother, of course, sent us to church. So I grew up a Methodist. And then every Ash Wednesday, I, was in, I went to the Anglican Church. And I loved the Lord, but I did not know anything about salvation and giving my heart to the Lord. And after, on a New Year's weekend, um, I, went, I went to the church, and I felt prompted to go to the altar. And I knelt down, and I heard God speak to me and say, give, my, give, give me, me your heart. And that's when I got saved. I was 17 years old. I was looking for um, a place to be discipled. And I went to um, another church. I joined another church. And they were excellent in discipling, but they didn't believe in that women could, could preach. And they didn't believe in being baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so I was being discipled. Excellent church. However, um, I believe that this dream was about to, the reoccurring dream was about to come to pass. And I went into the kitchen one afternoon just to get water. And this is in, in the church. And this is where I had an experience and an encounter with God. And he filled me with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And there, my gift of prophecy was activated. And it was from that point that God gave me supernatural insight into the lives of people. Um, and I, I was able to see uh, potential and the future um, of people. Yeah, that's got to be such a marvelous gift. You can help people so much with that. It is, because so many people are looking for meaning and purpose, so many. And I believe that one of the greatest gifts that we can give to another man is give them hope in the future, for their future. And God said that I have a wonderful plan for you out of the book of Jeremiah 29 and 11. And he says, these plans are good to give you a future hope. And this is what the world is missing. The world is missing uh, hope in the future. Yeah, we were discussing that before we went on the air about the future of America. And I, I can't wait 
to get this material that you've written in the, the two CDs in the hardback book, Commanding Your Morning, into their hands, because what a revelation that's going to transform their life. But I must ask you one more thing out of my own curiosity, uh, and that is you had a dream about one of my favorite people uh, with Miracle Ministries, Catherine Coleman. Tell me about that. I, I was preparing to uh, minister one night, and as I was preparing, I had a vision. And in, in the vision, I felt like I was transported ahead in time. And, I, and, and one of the reasons why I feel like I was transported is because when I came out of this vision, um, about two hours had passed, and I could not account for these two hours. And then I had started to dress. I had finished dressing, and I don't recall dressing at all. But I was transported somewhere in time, and I was on a stage. And as I was on the stage, I, and there were thousands of people ahead of me, hundreds of pastors behind me, and I raised my hand, and a costume of Catherine Coleman came upon me. That's a mantle. A mantle of Catherine Coleman came upon you in this dream. Yes. It was a vision. It was in this vision. Yes. Uh, have you seen, as you've ministered, that type of ministry going on in your life? Because I've seen Catherine Coleman. I met, in fact, when I was a baby believer in the Messiah, being Jewish, I hadn't even read the Bible. She found out about me, and I was a guest on two of her television programs. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, I have not seen a ministry to that magnitude uh, since hers. Uh, what have you seen in your ministry that is similar? I, I haven't seen anyone like her hers as well, but I can give you one ex, um, example. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, we were in the Dome, maybe 40,000 people or so. And as I stood on the stage, there was a, an, a lot of pastors and ministers behind me, similar to the dream. And the Lord told me, raise your hands and walk across the stage. And as I raised my hand and walked across my stage, there was no contact with anybody. The, the whole place, from front to back, about 40,000 people were slain in the Holy Spirit. Oh, I wish I had been. Did they get that on tape? It's on the YouTube. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to take a look at that right after the show. Uh, because I, I have seen, like, Reinhard Bonnke, I, I've seen a little of that, but nothing like what you've just described. I've, I, I've got to see that. Tell me why someone should want your book, Commanding Your Morning, when your two CDs, Commanding Your Morning. It's, it's amazing because most people feel as if they have no control over what's happening to them. And a lot of people are having a Job experience where things seemingly are going wrong without rhyme, without reason. But Job interviewed God, and he, and, and he asked God this question, you know, why are these things happening to me? And in the book of Job 38 and 12, it, God answers and says, Have you commanded your morning since, the, since thy days and caused the day spring to know his place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked might be shaken out of it? And it's interesting because... Life does not have to just happen to us. There's power in the spoken word. And I believe that we can download success 
and prosperity into our days the night before. And this is why commending the morning is important. When you go back to the book of Genesis, God was able to say, let there be light, and there was light. And the book of Hebrews says that by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, Listen, you have such supernatural prayers in this book that people can state in the morning or the evening before that will change their life. As a matter of fact, there are people listening to us right now. You're missing your complete destiny. You know that. You're not telling anyone, but you're, you're, you're missing that. And until you decide to reverse the perpetual cycle of disorder in your life, you're going to continue to experience uh, the same cycles of defeat and failure. And I believe this book, Commanding Your Morning, is what you've been praying for. We're making the book and the two CDs available, hardback book, available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. I'm so intrigued that uh, as, as a young girl of 17, when she got born from above, she got so filled with the Spirit of God that she had such an overflow that she began to prophesy uh, and be able to help people achieve their destiny. And that's why I'm so excited to make available her hardback book, Commanding Your Morning, and the two teaching CDs of the same title. Because uh, one thing you do, uh, Cindy, is you can change the destiny of someone by them tapping in to your revelation of the Word of God. And you, you want everyone's morning to be what God wanted it to be, and then naturally their whole day, and you have these professions of faith that we repeat after you, uh, and this gives a change in mindset that then causes someone to believe and literally changes their destiny. Uh, What kind of feedback are you getting on people that are listening to your teaching or reading your book? Incredible. Can I give you three different examples? Please. This, there, there was one, one lady who um, was being beaten by her husband and told, said, if you bring any of this stuff in, in my house, I will kill you. Mm. She got a hold of the CD, put it under the bed, turned it down, and played it continuously. Her husband did not know or recognize that it was there. And I, and I found out this is the power of the spoken word, whether it's spoken loud or soft. And she played it. And then a few days later, he said, I just feel like going to church. And then he goes to church, and he gives his heart to the Lord. And to, up to this day, he still does not know that the CD was playing under his bed. That's the first one. The second one, I was teaching in uh, Delaware, and we were telling them on, of the power of the spoken words, how words can either bring life or it can bring death. And I encouraged them to get this CD. So they got a copy of the CD. He got a copy of the CD. His supervisor had uh, just hated believers and uh, gave him a two-week notice that he would be fired. He had a pink slip. And so he took the CD. And one of the things I say to people, uh, not only should you 
be uh, using the activations and the declarations so that you can have a vocabulary because faith comes by hearing and you should be able to hear your own words but also take the CD and play it continuously just put it on continuously because words move molecules and it changes atmospheres and so he took the CD played it in his office on the weekend, just put it in his computer, turned it down, played it in the office. That Monday, the owner of the business came, fired his supervisor, and put him in his supervisor's place. The third thing is um, a husband and wife had a premature baby, and they said, your baby would not survive. She took uh, they took the CD, played it around the clock. The baby was born two pounds. The baby now is three years old, talking, walking, no brain defect. And this other one is an incredible one. A husband said, I took the book, Command You in the Morning. I wanted God to do something in my marriage. And so he said he began to pace up and down, c- commending his morning, reading uh, from page 120 in the book, and as he was reading, his, he had a little dog that he loved, and his dog had asthma and was taking asthma pill for dog. He said while he was praying and asking God, heal my marriage, and he began to command over his, his wife and his marriage, the dog coughed three times. He said, I got nervous. I jumped in the car, took the dog to the vet, and the vet examined the dog and said, your dog miraculously has been healed of asthma. We don't hear it any longer. And he said, if God could heal my dog with these declarations, he can heal my marriage. And that's what God did. Have you commended your morning, the power of the spoken word? Well, you say that if someone will take these prayers based on the word of God, that the Holy Spirit has directed you to speak out loud on the CDs or write, and they will listen to them and proclaim them with their own mouth for a three-month period you say God's going to dramatically change their mindset and therefore their life. What do you mean by that? I simply mean, biblically, the Bible says, uh, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be, and it shall happen. Einstein, I'm not the only one that said it. Einstein said it. He said it like this. E equals MC squared. Energy equals mass times the speed of light. And I believe that a lot of things that are happening to us is as a result of the words that we have been speaking out in our lives. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What we speak does affect us, and it changes our destiny. It changes our mindset. And a lot of things that are happening again are as a result of self-fulfilled prophecy. And this happened to me. I when I was young and I started preaching at 17 and I thought 40 was old because when you're young 40 seems so far away L- listen I'm 70 years of age and I'm looking forward to ministering in my 90s and it's not hope it's no <laughs> and I believe that too and but when I was young I said I <laughs> want to be old uh, you know, and because and, I thought 40 was old. And I said, after I finish preaching this much, I think I want to be raptured at 
at 40. <laughs> but what happened at that age, I didn't know the power of the spoken word. When I turned 36, um, my body just started breaking down. These strange things happened. I, I, I was diagnosed as having a hernia hernia. And then one day I just felt sick. And I, I just didn't have any energy. I, I was now 38. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on with my body. And then, you know, around 40, my, all these strange things started happening. So I went to the doctor one day, and the doctor said, we're going to have to give you a blood transfusion. Your blood count is down very low. It's down at 3, and it should be up to 12. How did you walk in here? You're like a walking dead. At that particular time, I was traveling and flying and preaching, and he said, Cindy, do not fly. The worst case, I mean, the best case scenario is that you'll faint, but I'm not going to tell you what the worst case scenario is. You need to give a, get a blood transfusion. So I asked him, what, what is wrong? He says, I don't know what's wrong. So they did the blood testing. And, I, and, and then God gave me wisdom, and I began to speak over my body. You shall live, and you shall not die. And then I said, let there be light. I said, God, give me insight. I don't want to have a blood transfusion. Life is in the blood, and I don't, I don't know where this blood is coming from. Let there be light. And when I said, let there be light, God said, go to the drugstore. I want you to get slow fee. I want you to take two of them for a whole week straight. And he not only he not only changed my life, but he also gave me wisdom. And when I went back to the doctor without getting the blood transfusion, my blood count had jumped up to 11, not 12 yet, but to 11. And then also when they checked me, I did not need any kind of operation to fix the hernia hernia. My blood count had turned around because not only did I speak, let there be light, and speak and prophesy over my own life, um, but the words that I had spoken when I was young was reversed. And God said to me, he said, Cindy, I need you to reverse those words. And sometimes out of ignorance, we don't understand that the spirit realm is the causal realm. And our words are spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And many, many words that we are speaking, we, we don't understand that they are negatively impacting our lives. And for many of us, we have spoken words over our finances. We have spoken words over our marriage, over our children. And we need to reverse these words. And we need to decree and declare the biblical um, uh, promises of God over our situations. Sometimes we get we get mad. Sometimes we say, "Well, I can't take it anymore. This is to die for." Sometimes we 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 say these negative things, not knowing that they have negative impact on our lives. Cindy, how do we reverse our words? We just say, you know, in the name of Jesus, I reverse every ill-spoken word and every word that I, that has been spoken either over my life negatively or I have spoken out of my own mouth. If they do not come into alignment, God, with your will and your plan for my life, I reverse it in Jesus' name. Uh, let's do that right now, and I want you, and I'm going to do this, repeat it after Cindy. Will you lead us in that prayer and then uh, allow time for us to repeat it after you? Yes. 
Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. That your will will come to pass in my life. That your will will come to pass in my life. And in the life of my loved ones. And in the life of my loved ones. And every ill-spoken word. And every ill-spoken word. And every word that was spoken in ignorance or frustration. And every word that was spoken in ignorance or frustration. That would have had a negative impact. That would have had a negative impact. In my life. In my life. Or in the life of my loved ones. Or in the life of my loved ones. My business, my ministry. My business, my ministry. Or anything or anyone associated with me. Or anything or anyone associated with me. I decree and declare those ill-spoken words. I decree and declare those ill-spoken words. Shall not come to pass. Shall not come to pass. And they are plucked up at the root. And they are plucked up at the root. And in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus. I establish. I establish. Your will. Your will. Will come to pass. Will come to pass. And is superimposed. And is superimposed. Over the will of the enemy. Over the will of the enemy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Cindy, you said something, and my guest is Dr. Cindy Trim. Cindy, you said something on yesterday's broadcast uh, about commanding light. Uh, I hadn't really heard that before. I want you to explain exactly what you mean by that, and perhaps tell me about a uh, friend of yours uh, that was um, uh, diagnosed with a problem with her teeth and what she did about that. Okay. Well, several things. In the book of Genesis, we see that the Bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, to me, darkness is not only the absence of light, it's the absence of God, it's the absence of insight, it's the absence of vision, it's the absence of revelation. And many times people walk around in darkness. They don't have an idea of who they are, that that they are God's representatives created in the image and in the nature of God. A lot of people don't know that we are God's representatives here in the earth realm, and that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. In other words, whatever we allow, heaven allows. Whatever we disallow, heaven disallows. Whatever we say yes to, heaven says yes to. And a lot of people don't realize the power of the spoken word. Everybody wants to be in the know. Everybody, nobody wants to be left out feeling like, they don't know something that is very, very important. And what is important to understand is that even as God has created us in our in his image and after his likeness, God is a speaking being, and he made us a speaking being. And he framed his word, the world by his words. And a frame, when you frame a picture, you add value to that picture. Or you could frame it in, with an ugly frame and you can devalue. And our words either add value to our lives or it devalues our lives. And the first thing that Jesus, God did in Genesis chapter 1 was that he spoke, let there be light. And there was light. 
Light is it eliminates ignorance. Light opens up our eyes. Light exposes things that already exist that the darkness hides. And a lot of times we are walking around in ignorance, and walking around in ignorance is like walking in darkness. And when you say, when you're able to say, let there be light, I believe that God brings insight. And I'll give you an example. I was I was counseling a woman, and and she kept saying, well, I don't know how to pay my bills, and and, and this and that and the other, and I never have enough money. And I cautioned her, be careful what you are speaking over your life. Change what you are saying. And she said, well, I've always been this way. My family was this way, and my life has always been this way. And it took me a while to coach her and counsel her, to, to let her know that could things be the way they are, because you are the way you are and what one thing that that you can change that can change everything you could change your thought life and you could change your words and i told her take commending your morning begin to speak it over your life do this for 30 days and then when you have problems um, and challenges financial challenges just say let there be light when you have challenges in your relationship let there be light and a couple of weeks later, she came. She went, when I first met her, she was depressed. A couple of weeks later, she came. She was so excited. She said, you know, I never had money to pay my bills. And then I began to use the commending your morning, the declaration starting from page 20. And I did this every single day. And I played the CD. And she came back. She said, I'm the happiest person. And guess what? My finances are turning around. God gave me insight. He gave me a strategy. I am using the strategy and my life. I haven't been as happy as this ever in my life. Let there be light. God will give you insight. Let there be light. He will give you wisdom. And many times the tools are already there, but we don't see it because we are blinded by circumstances. Get ready for a life-changing experience with God as Cindy Trim commands your morning. Let's listen. People don't know what is happening within their lives. They have come to believe that life is a mystery that cannot be solved. Some have come to believe that success and prosperity is destined for everyone else except them. Many people feel powerless and victimized by the events of their lives that spiral out of control. Others experience short seasons of success and prosperity and despairingly long seasons of trials and tribulations and setbacks and lack. Their lives are governed by success undermining mantras such as stuff happens, life is unpredictable. If things are going to go wrong, it will go wrong at the wrong time and it will happen to me. All things must come to an end. If it is not one thing, it's another. And of course, this is as good as it gets. These are self-fulfilling prophecies. They're self-defeating and they're self-fulfilling prophecies that will come to pass if you allow them to take root in your mind. This is why 2 Corinthians was written, chapter 10, verse 5, allowing us to understand that we need to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. These are imaginations, images that are coming from another nation. You speak in words, but you think in pictures. And so your mind pictures it. 
And whatever you behold, whatever you view, whatever you see, that's what you become. And that's what you have. They are imaginations that lie. They exalt themselves about the, above the will of God of your life. And if you are a believer, life does not have to be a mystery. You can take control over your life and your life's experience. And you can experience divine success and prosperity. The Bible indicates that we live in the best of two worlds. And that upon salvation you are trans new migrated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. This is a kingdom that opens to you unlimited doors of opportunities which enable you to discover your purpose, to maximize your potential, and to experience your abundance. Jesus spake many parables so that his disciples could conceptualize how powerful this kingdom really was and to live successfully in it. Uh, Cindy, uh, you have had the Lord at times open your eyes to the invisible realm. Uh, you've seen angels. You've even been supernaturally protected from death. Tell me about one time. Yes, I was preaching in a nation, and I understand that there, 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 I, this is not just an understanding, but I was standing on the stage to preach, and um, it was thousands of people. And as we were worshiping the Lord, we couldn't bring the people in um, from worship. The worship went on and on. And so finally the bishop stood up and said, you know, Cindy is ready to preach. And when I stood up again, uh, the people went, you know, the congregation praised God. And this happened several times. And so finally, when I look back, there were these men that rushed on the stage with um, broken bottles, with machetes and ice picks, and God supernaturally protected my life and protected those that were on the stage from being literally uh, chopped to death. That was one. Another time... And there were six assassins that were sent to the service. And again, there was high praise. And a lot of people don't recognize praise is not just there for us to feel good. Praise is our weapon. And as we praise God, God is able to supernaturally build uh, firewalls and prayer shields around us. And I believe that this is uh, the time when we should not just be praying, we should be praising God because this is our weapon. And we see this with Jehoshaphat, where the military had raised up against Jehoshaphat in the book of uh, First Chronicles. And the Bible indicated that the weapon, the secret weapon that God gave them was to praise God praise him. And God set up an ambush because of the praise. And I believe that in our houses, we should set an atmosphere of worship. We should set an atmosphere of praise. We should be trained in praying. A lot of people believe that um, praying is just for uh, religious reasons, but we should pray and we should learn the art of praying and learn vocabulary for praying. And this is what commending your morning, commending your morning is one strategy for warding off the enemy. Uh, can you picture taking your two CDs, commanding your morning, of course, reading and uh, speaking out loud the anointed prayers you have in your hardback book, but can you picture playing those CDs 24-7 in your home? What a difference in the atmosphere. It would be like going from uh, 90 degrees heat into air conditioning. <laughs> Absolutely. 
most, most uh, everything in the universe operates um uh through uh, frequencies these uh, everything has frequencies and and when when we speak we speak on a frequency and whether we see it or not we are altering the atmosphere we are altering things around us and everything is altered by sound waves everything Oh, well, we're going to change the sound waves in your home right now. We want you to get this wonderful hardback book, Commanding Your Morning, and the two CDs by Dr. Cindy Trim, Commanding Your Morning, available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, Cindy, uh, on yesterday's broadcast, you were talking about, and, and, and I'm, I'm curious, uh, that uh, some assassins, six assassins, come to, came while you were speaking to do you in. Why did they even, why did they want to kill you? <laughs> I just think it was demonic. I just, that's what I think. Well, oh, oh, I got to tell you this funny story, Cindy. Uh, I was in the gym riding an exercise bike, and all of a sudden, a guy strikes me on the shoulder. And and by the way, I was praying in tongues at the time. And um, I'm looking at him, and he's so angry. And he said, I had just asked the attendant that walked by, would you mind getting me uh, a glass of water? It was really hot. Uh, and, and so uh, he gives it to me. This guy hits me, a total stranger. And I'm saying, why'd you do that? <laughs> and he said to me, you do not order that man to do it. He has, uh, he's not there to be your servant. Well, first of all, I didn't order him. I asked him. Second of all, that's part of his job, to help me get stuff like that. Uh, but it was because of the demonic that the man did this. I mean, it was, and, and so when I explained to him, well, I didn't, I didn't order. I asked him very nicely. He, he looked at me, gave, gave me a scowl, and then went back to riding his bike rather than saying, I'm sorry or something. It's, it, it, he could not take me praying in tongues. That's what was going on. It's interesting. Um, in, in the book, Commending Your, Your Morning, page 71, um, I begin to talk about let there be light, the word let there be light. I believe that there were some uh, spiritual forces at work um, holding the light back. And, you know, as you read this, the, the Bible, it talks about uh, falling angels that, that cause deviations to what God originally purposed, working in opposition to what God wants for our lives. And these forces, these forces, these evil forces, um, we need to be able to hold them at bay. And, you know, according to Scripture, demonic forces were once angels who had been given the same original assignments of responding to the voice-activated commands of God. And I believe that, you know, when you speak negatively, you're in, empowering these e- evil forces, but when you speak positively, you are empowering the divine, positive, angelic host to work on your behalf. 
And when we are in alignment with God and when we are doing the work of God, there are always evil forces around us that want to distract us, that want to discourage us, that want to frustrate us, that want to derail us. And we have to understand that as as God has put the word of God in our mouths and made the word of God available, we should be able to use it. And our mouth becomes our weapon. And there are forces, again, evil forces, that want to prohibit the will of God from coming to pass in our lives. And we have to take authority over these forces. Let's go back to the the story of the six assassins that I was talking about earlier. Um, I I find that uh, there's an atmosphere that can be created to prohibit these evil forces. And I saw it with these six assassins in the service. They were in different parts of the, um, it was an open tent meeting, and they were, they were in different parts of the tent meeting. Apparently, there was a leader, and it just so happens that night, it was my night to minister. But one of the things that I saw is God shifting the atmosphere and changing the agenda of the service. And as I stood up, again, everyone began to praise God. And as the atmosphere shifted, it appeared as if these assassins could not fulfill their diabolical assignment. And this is the power of not only our, the words that we speak, is the power of our tongue. When we speak words, we are either going to enable uh, evil forces to fulfill their assignment, or we're going to prohibit them from uh, fulfill, fulfilling their assignment. And in this instance, as we were praising God and praising uh, uh, the presence of God and Jehovah, God had shifted the atmosphere and prohibited these evil men that had an evil agenda from fulfilling their assignment. And this is where I learned the, the power of our tongue, whether we are praising God, whether we are speaking in tongues, or whether we are making positive declarations, or whether we are releasing scriptures over our lives, it is imperative that we learn how to control our tongue. And I believe if, if we really want to see our life change, it has to start with not only what we are speaking, but what we are thinking. And um, our words, uh, thoughts are the primary conduit of speech. Our speech is the second, secondary conduit of, wor- of our thoughts. And so if you want to change your world and change the reality in your world, you've got to change your words. Uh, you talk a lot about the power of thoughts. Uh, we hear a lot about words, but they originate with thoughts. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So uh, wh- how do you change the way you're thinking? You you have to change the, the images that are coming into your mind. You know, we could sit up and watch all the negative news all day long, not realizing that it's affecting our thoughts. God said to Joshua, Joshua, if you want success and prosperity, you've got to watch what you meditate on. He said, meditate on the, your, the word 
day and night. So what happens to someone like me that watches the daily news and I'm seeing all this negativity on CNN or on Fox uh, and taking it in and getting really worked up and upset and saying what's happening to our world and then telling other people what I've been seeing, I'm doing the reverse of what God wants. Yes, we really are. And you either watch the negative news or you read the good news. I like reading the good news. Uh, Speaking of good news, I want to know about the visions that you've had about heaven. Oh, wow. When I was young, my first first experience, um, I, I had just been saved and I laid down to go to sleep. And and just before I went to sleep, I was carried. I heard these angels singing, and then when I opened my eyes, I saw this, the these angels uh, descending. I believe it was from heaven, and then I I literally felt as if I was carried off up 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 into the sky into heaven, and I heard these most amazing songs, uh, music that. I don't believe anyone is able to sing. And then then I was brought back down on my bed. I'm not saying that I I was physically taken. I think I was it was my spirit man. And this is when God revealed to me that we live in parallel worlds. We live in the natural world and we live in the spiritual world. And we are more spiritual than we are natural. The Bible said walk in the spirit. And um, our spiritual walk and our spirit man is what we should be feeding. And a lot of people do not feed their spirit man, and and our spirit man ends up atrophying and being weak. And the the first way that we could really begin to experience everything God wants us to experience um, is to be born again, to accept the Messiah as our Savior. And I believe that that, that many times, I, I wish someone had led me to the Lord a long time ago, even before I was 17. And um, it's the most amazing thing. The spirit realm is, is real. I, I, was, I was in my office studying, and I, I saw an angel, and the angel was peering around the corner. And as I saw this angel, it was almost like he was fascinated with what I was reading. And then I I literally heard God say, get up. And the angel led me into my living room, and I, I knelt on the floor, and I began to pray. And as I began to pray, the presence, an evil presence came into my home. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, get up off of the floor and take control over this, this evil spirit. And as I took control over the evil spirit, the evil spirit just left my house. And I was, at first I was afraid because, you know, I see things on movies and I discounted that there was a spirit, a spirit world. I discounted it, that there were parallel worlds. I didn't believe it until I had a personal experience myself. And then I, I was glad that I was born again. I was glad that I was believer because as such, God gives us power over all the power of the enemy. And as such, God showed me that I can, I can drive evil spirits away from my life and away from my family's life. 
And like I said, I was born in in poverty. And um, it was through prayer and it was through the guidance of the Holy Spirit that the spirit of poverty was broken off of my life. It's time that you reverse the perpetual cycle of disorder or you're going to continue to experience the cycle of defeat and failure. And with her book, Commanding Your Morning, especially and the two CDs, these prophetic prayers that if they just are in the atmosphere of your home, the whole atmosphere is going to change. Your whole morning, your whole day is going to change. And then you repeat them. And she says, after 30 days of doing this, that it will be a complete revolution in your walk with the Lord. And I can understand that. Uh, and Cindy, uh, you had you said something that was so powerful. You, you, you call it the 1 to 365-day ratio. Explain that to me. Yes. When we look at the children of Israel, people think that God arbitrarily just said, okay, we're going to take you into the wilderness for 40, for 40 years. But if you read in scriptures in the book of Numbers, he said for every day that you spoke negatively, you are going to take your life into a year's worth of negative occurrences. And people don't see the correlation between their mouth, what they're speaking out of their mouth. They don't see the correlation between their words and the reality in their world. And we often miss that. And a lot of people in this world are looking for a way to change their lives. And they're spending an exorbitant amount of money to try to find ways to find success and prosperity and happiness. But the power for change is in our mouth, and we don't have to pay for this. We don't have to pay to think. We don't have to pay to speak. If we change our words, we could change the reality in our world. The power for prosperity is in your mouth. The power for health and healing is in your mouth. The power for successful ministry, a successful marriage, a successful business, a successful relationship, whatever you need, the power is in your mouth. We can become our own prophets. We could speak positively over our lives and over our children, and we can see positive change by just changing our words. And when we change our words, we change the reality in our world. Well, speaking of thoughts and words, tell me about the founding of Wendy's. Yes, a lot of people don't know that Dave Thomas was a Christian. And uh, when he was a kid, he imagined himself owning a burger restaurant as a kid. And on November the 15th, 1969, he actually opened his first Wendy's. And Dave says that if you can see something in your mind, you can achieve it. And this, this is the power of harnessing our thought life, because our thoughts fuel our words, and our words fuel the reality of our world. You know, Cindy, there is a presence of God that has just come into this studio, and I believe that uh, you can move in the gift of prophecy right now. Yes. 
Yes. Right this we, moment. We, we are joint ears with Christ Jesus. And I speak into your situations and circumstance to, to people that are listening. And I decree greatness over your life. And I decree healing over your life. I speak that circumstances and situations in your life are turning around for good. I believe that God is going to do something for you as you learn the discipline of, of hard harnessing your words. I believe that God is going to turn circumstances and situations around, not only in your life, but in your marriage, in your body, in your children's lives. I believe that the blessing of the Lord is coming upon you and that you are going to be blessed. I believe and decree and declare blessings over your life socially, blessings over your life financially, blessings over your ministry, over your business economically. I believe that things are turning around, that the tides are turning in your favor. I speak blessings over your life behaviorally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, biochemically, neurologically, systemically, molecularly, cellularly, skeletally, anatomically. I believe that a miracle is coming into your life. I believe that you are going to experience a hormonal turnaround, an epidermically uh, miracle, nutritionally, culturally, globally, electrically, uh, educationally, technologically, muscularly. I believe that God is still a God of miracles. I speak miracles into your life. I speak favor into your life, supernatural favor. I decree that even businesses and business contracts, things that have been held up, I believe that you are not going to break down in this season. You are going to experience a breakthrough, that negative cycles are going to turn into positive cycles. I believe that you are going to experience success in this season. I believe that you are the head and not the tail. You are first and not last. You are above and not beneath. I believe that the hand of the Lord is coming upon you. I believe that you are going to experience advances, raises, bonuses, and in spite of what has been negatively prognosticated, I believe that God is going to turn things around for you. I believe that in spite of recession, I believe that your business is going to thrive, your marriage is going to thrive, your children are going to thrive, and with God, all things are possible. I speak health into your mind, that you are receiving healthy thoughts. I believe that this is a season where we are going to see God move on your behalf. I prophesy a season of miracles. I prophesy that your name, the stigma attached to your name, that God is going to remove the negative stigmas. And I believe that your name is going to be associated with greatness and morality and ethics and wisdom. I believe that we, we are coming into a time where we are going to see the hand of God do supernatural things 
in Jesus' name, I decree and declare that as you pick up this book and as you begin to decree positive things over your life, I believe that darkness is going to be removed from your life and there is going to be light and there is going to be a turnaround. And I believe that as you accept the Lord as your Savior and accept Jesus as the Messiah, I believe that circumstances will turn around for the good for you. I believe that there is going to be supernatural provisions, sudden surprises, sustainable glory, that he is going to begin to do the exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. I speak new cycles of victory, new cycles of success, new cycles of prosperity, and they are replacing old cycles of failure, old cycles of poverty, and old cycles of death in your life, that this is a season of refreshing, that God will place you on the cutting edge. I believe that God is going to turn the negative around into something that is positive, and all things will work together for good. Uh, you know, Cindy, as you were proclaiming that, the atmosphere was getting so wonderful around me. I started moving in words of knowledge, and I know that there is someone whose right wrist you have a problem with. If you will move your right wrist, you'll see all the pain is gone. Even the bone has been restored in Jesus' name. And there's something wrong with your left finger. If you will bend your left finger, you'll see that <laughs> there's no more pain in it. And also on your left ear, ear be open in Jesus' name, uh, the ringing go in Jesus' name. And I pray that your ears would be open to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. Is God showing you anything else, Cindy? Yes. Even as God healed me from just a negative word that I spoke in ignorance concerning my chest and concerning my life, I believe that there are people that have spoke death wishes over their lives and did not even know that it was it was um, coming to pass. But I see that God is releasing and loosing people from spirits of infirmities, pain in the knee and a pain in the chest. I see that God is healing individuals from uh, heart attacks. And I believe that God is doing creative miracles right now. What what? pharmaceuticals could not do. I believe that there is a miracle that is happening, and you will no longer have to take those pills for rheumatoid arthritis. I see God healing the heart and healing healing the chest, and the pain is going right now. And I believe that individuals that are suffering from slipped or herniated discs and chronic neck pain, I see that the pain is going, and I decree that the pain is... uh, You are being freed from herniated discs and uh, slip discs and chronic neck pain and chronic back pain. I see the Lord healing you now in Jesus' name. I urge you to get Cindy Trim's book, Commanding Your Morning. It's a hardback book. And this two CDs, play this constantly. How would you like those positive affirmations based on the promises of the Word of God saturating your atmosphere, both available for a gift of $35? To hear this week's interview in its entirety, or to watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www 
www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpacha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521. Or call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. To place a credit card order, call anytime, one 800 For all other calls, the number is 912-265-2500. That's 912-265-2500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation of $10 or more to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521.